Okay, hello Giants fans, as we call you the Appetite. Happy Sunday evening, commiserations, it's Monday tomorrow, or it is today if you're listening tomorrow, or it was yesterday, or the day before, or early in the week, whatever. Uh, Never Surrender by the Squinters is back. Two in a row, we are on a hot streak. After the unmitigated triumph with Coco that was Never Surrender number one, here we are, back by no demand whatsoever, with Never Surrender number two, our difficult second episode. And what... A difficult episode it has been so far. Uh, we have two tremendous ins from the Squinners squad this week. They're up from the Magoos to make their debuts. Uh, you'll get their Squinners origin story shortly. We're going to throw a cursory eyed issues of last week vis-a-vis what was this week's revelation of Tim Taranto's Texanicity on the footy field pod. What does that mean for Coco? Uh, can Malcolm Blight be any more of a wank? We're going to review the game we just won in Hobart this evening against the Filthy Shinboners. And rather than preview next weekend's game because the bye, we're going to try and work out who the fuck is Jack Stein. Talk about whether... Steen! Video... <laughs> Steen. Uh, we won't consider whinging about free kicks against because one of our guests who can't join us today has a real... Uh, he's got a... He's got a few things to say about that. We're going to salute Nick Haynes for being brave about panicking and do a deep dive into Bartman's drunken violence in rural uh, Victoria. So our further ado is just getting started, Appetite, because we are the Spinters, and you're welcome to Never Surrender. Right, that's the pre-game build-up pre-game build dusted and done. So lads, let's all bounce our balls and crack in with the first quarter. Appetite, as you might not, you might not know by now, Never Surrender by the Squinters is our unauthorised, unfiltered and uninformed Greater Western Sydney Giants fan cast. And because we're the only one, we're your best one in the whole universe. You might also not have twigged why we're the Squinters, which is a fair cop because Coco and I didn't bother to enlighten you all last week. So shocked and ashen face were we by that pod's revelation that Cogs is all all in about Coldplay. So who better to put you all in the picture? And everyone notice how I'm saying the Texas y'all there with the twang, uh, then the man who founded the Squinters Facebook message thread 13 months ago, the man who I had the shame of losing a Division 4 grand final with, Lali, uh, with last year, Zali Stegelmaniac, and the Northern Beaches' proudest Giants fan. Brace yourself, appetites. It's Cheese. Evening, Cheese. Welcome to Never Surrender. Thanks. That was a, that was a very humbling introduction that you just gave me. And You're welcome. And it's an honour to be here on, on episode number two, going live to what I can understand is about eight blokes from the City Uni Football Club. Minimum, minimum. But we're on iTunes now, by the way. We are on iTunes. Oh, so really? You it watch, got it. Approved, it? watch it. Fan on fan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Um, what's, your, what's your origin story? Regarding GWS? Yeah, why are you a Squinners fan? So the story stems back to 2009 when uh, a share house that I was meant to live in, which was going to be founded with Nathan C2 McKinnon and myself, um, never really eventuated. But what did happen is I lived with Nathan and his old man, Al McKinnon. And Al McKinnon was working um, for New South Wales AFL and was heavily involved in, I guess, the grassroots and establishing the Giants in Western Sydney in that year, 2009. Uh, so it was heavily on my radar then, um, and then when the opportunity... So I just break in there, Bartman, what the fuck are you clicking? Uh, sorry, that's my pen. Can you not, <laughs> mate? It's, I'm going to have to edit all that shit out, so please sorry. don't. Sorry. 
Stop Jeez, carry he's, on. You're with living with seats. Tense, he's tense and ready to inject. <laughs> C2. Jeez, oh, no, uh, you're living with C2. I was living with C2. Our McKinnon's heavily involved in the Giants. I'm in need, of a, in, in need of a football club. And what better opportunity to become a founding member of something that um, will be, be shortly a dynasty in the football world. So I signed up 2010, moved to uh, GWS Heartland, Balmain, as Kevin Sheedy famously said in the early days, Anything over the Anzac Bridge is Western Sydney territory to him. Testified. Uh, so he bought some merch, got a Giants jersey in 2010 before they were even in the knee floor. Bloody hell. Yeah, wore it down to Falls Festival in Tasmania. With uh, So you're effectively an original. Yeah, I'd like to think so. Although, um, yes, I am. Early days. I'll show you the photos. Yeah. And then that particular Fours Festival, we had a young giant called, uh, his name was Andrew Phillips. And he, he was about a 17-year-old Tasmanian who'd just been recruited to the Giants. And he saw us in the Giants jersey. Um, and he bolted up to us and said, have you boys been recruited as well? And we said, no, we're, we're your first fans. And then, uh, then I moved to Melbourne and got asked for five years uh, who I follow, and obviously saying the Giants, the reaction was always met with a, uh, never, met a never met a Giants Blake disinterest. <laughs> exactly. So that's uh, that's some of the background. Well, they me. fucking know about you now. Exactly. Yeah, right. You you were late to footy, weren't you? Weren't you were originally a basketball player? Nah, basketball with a with a bit of rugby. So I played um, played in Colts um, for the Manly Marlins, who obviously are. Uh, they actually played Sydney Uni on the weekend. So it was that year that Colts finished and I looked over to grade rugby, which is about 120 kilo Islander boys. And I thought that was probably a good chance yeah, no. Benny to uh, eject. And um, it was about 05, 06, so the Swannings were doing well. Um, and footy was on my radar. And there you are. And you joined the Sydney Uni Australian National Football Club and the rest is some of the best history ever. It is. No flags. What is your favourite position? Uh, can't beat a good dabbling at centre-half forward. Favourite Giants player? JC, for obvious reasons. Superstar. Obvious reasons. Well, okay, and before we, we move into the explanation of the Squinner's name, I just we got a quick question to ask. Um, do you think it's fair that Sydney University Australian National Football Club's Division 4 loss in the Big Division 4 dance last year has been sheeted solely home to your poor performance? <laughs> Is that scuttlebutt or is that... How do you is, respond? Is that... Uh, no, I've been talk, I talked to a lot of people in Blacktown and around Newtown and they're all just like, fuck cheese, man, that it was is. a disaster last year. That's why he lost it. Yeah, I mean, apart from me giving away a 50-metre penalty which led to their first goal. Yeah, um, that wasn't great. Yeah, it some sort of, our, of seemed to have landed on old, you. old heads squaring up the uh, young Bulldogs players. I uh, could have done mm, more. Joel Carr didn't play well. Nah, you know yeah, how right. it is. You, uh, okay. you replay every touch for... The rest of your life in those games. Tell us and our ten fans about our nickname, the Squinners. Why are we the Squinners? Is that class warfare? <laughs> uh, I think it's geography and uh, physiology. So, if you are based to the west of the central business district of Sydney, Using your big words. <laughs> you squint on your uh, transit towards the city on the way to work, and you squint on the way home. So. Um, as our new boy Stein said, he's a he's a proud Westie. 
Um, so the name the Squinters is derived from that uh, that that long car trip. How, is it Steen or Stein? Nick Steen. Steen. Right, Steen. Okay. I like to think it's um, Steen. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So we're the Squinters, and we we squint into the sun proudly. Exactly. Own the squint. Um, well, before we get into this. Before we get into the second quarter, if you noticed another voice on the pod today and a clicking pen, uh, you would have noticed, right, it is the Bartman. Uh, he's back from rural punch-drunk punch Victoria from whence he promised to join Coco and I last week, but he bottled it because he was too maggot and there was a fight on in the lounge room. And then when he agreed to grace us with his insights today, he made it read like he was doing you, the listeners, a favour. Uh, Bartman is the Squinter's official medic and resident loose unit. He's also a Canberra hero. He's recently married. He's given to shouting Pomlet and I multiple espresso martinis when blowing the hinges off Coco's Bucks night. He's one of the Squinter's better actual football players whose opinions are generally a dumpster fire except between his fourth and seventh drinks when they are extremely profound. Uh, Bartman, for the sake of the pod, will you never surrender to sobriety? And please tell us you've had a few frothies this evening. Never surrender. I've had one uh, beer with dinner. What about right. the beer you had with me, Bartman, the Furphy? Yeah, oh, well, that's sorry. two. All right, I've had two. <laughs> two, sta- two standard drinks in four hours, so you're really really on the edge. Hey, I've been studying for a big exam for the last few months, so that's, uh, you know, that's the equivalent of... Are you still of, studying? Well, not, 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 not for the last couple of weeks, but um, two beers these days is enough to knock me over. Mm. Particular, so you, what, it was, did you have nearly three last yeah. weekend well right, we'll yeah, get, there was a, we'll get there was to a that bit later. more than beer floating around last weekend um as we were just discussing with cheese you're obviously you've been a part of the squinters squad for a very long time but what is your squinters origin story because like i said you're from canberra you and you've been playing footy for a while yeah well i in in a similar vein to cheese i uh originally grew up playing rugby in in football mad canberra um but then started playing both in the early teens and then Early yeah, teens. Oh, your early my teens. My early teens, sorry. And then mid nineties. Yeah, it the the Giants arrival coincided with my kind of uh getting sick as Cheese did of constantly being asked by other footballers, you know, who I backed. So unlike Cheese, I actually put my money where my mouth was and became a foundation a financial foundation member of the Giants. Bloody hell. In twenty eleven. But Did you buy a jersey? Oh, I've since bought a jersey. Yeah, right. I didn't buy. I don't have one of the original uh, pre pre Neefel era jerseys that Chizo gets around in. I wish I did. Very strong. Yeah, you can borrow it. I bought a woolen scarf once. Yeah. Um, well, mine's. I've, I've got a hundred percent acrylic scarf. I got for free with the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Wear it with pride. Yeah. And, and and so and you didn't have a team beforehand. It was just all oh, right. There's a the Giants. They play in Canberra. They play in the West. I'm ready to go. Yeah, it, and as I said, very convenient for me because. It didn't. I feel like if you don't grow up barracking for a team or with parents or siblings who naturally gravitate towards a team, then they were the they were the answer to all my footballing prayers. Uh, they were someone who I could not be accused of bandwagoneering onto. Sure. Because uh, you know I was there from the beginning. Foundation. Not until about twenty sixteen, anyway. Well, but I've always got my name on the banner at uh, Giant Stadium to fall back on. So. You mean uh, it's the beanstalk, apparently? Is that what we're calling it? Yeah. Well, it's called. I've heard. I heard it was called the beanstalk, which I think is a great name. Perfect. Which also, we all we need a name for uh, Monica. Yeah. 
Um, and I was thinking the golden egg, because that's kind of the goose with the golden egg, and it's kind of an oval shape, but um, it might need a bit more work. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that's a very useful... So there we go. Um, two extremely long-standing Giants fans, as opposed to myself, who's a bit of a Johnny-come-lately Fremantle jump-off. Um, I spoke to Coco last week, who's also... He got the Foundation member hat. Uh, he's in Texas at the moment. Now, I was listening to Phil Davis's Footy Field pod this week, and apparently, not only does Adam Tomlinson love Texas, but Tim Taranto is half Texan. Uh, his dad is from Texas, and the little horn sign that Taranto does now every time he kicks a goal is a bit of an homage to the Texas University of Texas Longhorns, or Texas Tech Longhorns, one of them. They're, one of them's Longhorns, and so that's his shtick. And so he's got all this family in Texas who all fo- follow the Giants. And so Coco, when you listen to this... Uh, you should actually go out and form a Giants posse. There might be a bunch of people who will follow you. You can all go and watch games with at 2 a.m. in the morning. So that's just, we'll, we'll wait to see that develop. But there's an opportunity, particularly uh, in 2019 when we're flag bound. So this is still, we've done the introductions. This is still kind of an issues of the week bit. But I wanted to ask you guys whether or not Malcolm Blight is a wanker for what he said, apparently in jest about Toby Green never should, should never have been born. Did any of you guys see that? Uh, I didn't see... I didn't hear the comments firsthand, but I... Uh, so only I hearsay. Would, yes, hearsay. But I would venture that it's a bit of a strongly worded statement to be making by Malcolm. He went big. Yeah, he went real big, real early. In defense um, of Jeremy Howe. Oh, far out. So was he, was he trying to make the point that Howe's marking technique is kind of legit and Toby's is not legit? Was yeah, that where he was coming from? Or? Words to the effect of, we've been doing that for 120 years and then Toby Green comes along uh, and there hasn't been a problem. Green comes along and ruins it for everyone. Ergo, he should never have been born. Ha, 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 ha. Nice Did you one, see Malcolm. Toby's kick out of the middle today? Yeah, fuck yeah. That could be the next, uh, the next torpedo, Blight style. Maybe as a silent tribute to sixty-five on the run. Yeah, a silent opposite <laughs> tribute. Yeah, an inside yeah. Out. A, a silent you, Malcolm. Figure. Yeah. <laughs> the, and the the thing is, one okay, Malcolm Blight is a wank, and Toby Green, when he's not injured, is wonderful. But the thing that I remember about him jumping out and putting his foot out for protection is his eyes were on the ball, and Luke Dalhouse's eyes are on Toby. So if you're looking at someone, you can stop. That's right. That's no one told Dalhouse to run into Toby's fucking eight yeah. outstretched studs. That was his decision, mate. That's, that's on him. That, that is what I... I mean, if you're running at someone looking at him, you can see what they're doing and stop. Whereas Toby wasn't looking at Dalhouse. He was going up and down. Toby was playing football, mate. I mean, I thought that's what they're out on the field to do. To- so. Toby wasn't moving towards Luke Dalhouse. All right. No, he was so, moving okay. towards I, I, a possession. It'll be one of those rules. Yeah. Effectively. It'll be one of those rules that they umpire for for a year and then it'll kind of slowly dissipate would be my prediction and then it'll be fine yeah unless people cop studs in the face then it might all blow up again. <laughs> they're all wearing blades these days anyway yeah. you can't even injure something Mo- with those things moldeds yeah moldeds Yum. not like metal studs them. like we um, grew up on hey Bardo. that's it mate 18 mil 22 mil eight strap in screw the t- in studs yeah <laughs> And the screw-in plastic ones, which you could get a bit of a sharp edge oh, on if you uh, yeah. clattered up and down the race, but into the rooms at quarter yeah. time, half time. But wouldn't even if you were if you're running around on Sydney ovals with studs, you'd be running two inches off the ground. Like they are not sinking in. 
Well, particularly where there's a synthetic cricket pitch in the middle of your football field, which is often the case in this town, unfortunately. It's hard, it's hard to get wet where the footy in Sydney, isn't it? <laughs> Ovals are close at the, at the, at the right, site yeah. of a shower. <laughs> Actually, I just want to do a quick callback. Cheese, you might be one of our only current players. Is that right? Do I understand you're still running around Division 4 kicking goals this year? Uh, played two games this year. So yeah, Better than nothing. Uh, for an aggregate of... Is that average? Couple, couple of tip yeah, fans. Yeah, why not? Uh, so seven. How games many goals to go did you have in the two? Ga- in the two? J- just the six. So two. How many do you have to play to be games. eligible for finals? <laughs> six. So yes, four to go. Right. Well, I haven't even played Masters this year, so that's how far I am at. Okay, we're going to go on to the second quarter, the North Melbourne game review, and I'll throw to Cheese. Well, you both were watching it together. I saw the socks off photo in front of the TV. We were snuggling. Hard game, first half. Blew the um, ass out on in the second half. Cheese, what did you think? Uh, I thought it, it reached of a game that in some ways, and it's easy to say with hindsight, but they're probably always going to get the job done. It was a cold Sunday afternoon in Blundstone in, in Hobart. So they kind of just did enough to, to get the Vickies, really. Um, bit of an arm wrestle, like you say. Third quarter probably cemented their position as as the better team, and then the fourth quarter was was a formality. But I think from in terms of um, positives that came out of it, um, and we'll get to him in greater detail. But our mate Steenstein, uh, very strong. he will be a superstar. He was excellent. Would have liked to see him have a run on uh, Benny Brown to see if he could run with the big lead up forwards. Uh, Toby showed his class, and yep. I thought Harry Himmelberg. His aggression, like he's got got fire in the belly. Once, yeah, once Harry Himmelberg took a mark, yeah, once he took a mark, he really lit it up. Mm. And uh, that aggression, and you just tell Bartman. Totally agree. Um, I thought Himmelberg, in particular, that last quarter, just uh, really stamped his authority on the game. I, I, I wrote his name down on my little note sheet and put two very aggressive ticks next to it <laughs> late in the fourth quarter. He's a two ticker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I liked uh, just before halftime his little um, his little dust up melee's yeah melee. ripped shirt yeah yeah and we were talking about that cheese and I about whether um, it it seems to me that modern jerseys aren't particularly durable no. either that or blokes are going out there you know with a little pre snipped armpit <laughs> in order to you explode know, out of them if someone explode touches out them. of it at some yeah. stage yeah exactly give the crowd what they want. I'm I'm keen to get some yeah that's right I'm I'm keen to just get a bit more intel on you know thread counts or whatever it is that um because I've seen a few jersey blowouts this season and I don't reckon I've seen more that many so than ever I agree in previous years I could be wrong uh, oh, yeah. we might come back to that we'll see if we can find someone to give us a thread count or what the deal is maybe they're yeah I need a thread people count are bigger and stronger well it's polyester so I don't know it's not necessarily going to be thread per se melted plastic or something but um I I thought. There were certain, certainly in the sec, in the second half of the second quarter, and for most of the first quarter, North Melbourne were playing the better football, or certainly the more effective football. And I found myself yeah, flicking to the rugby league because I didn't want to watch us lose in Hobart. Yeah, I had the similar. Who was playing in the league? Side note: Sydney Roosters were kicking the shit out of the Canterbury Bulldogs. Got it. Yeah. Blue Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like North were up and about for a while. They had, they, we were just, they had more players, it looked like more players on the ground. They were kicking to lead up targets in the forward 50, which we weren't doing. 
Yeah, and I, I think it, it's it becomes a bit um in that second quarter in particular. I remember thinking that's where the fact that they actually had a, a fair few supporters at the ground was a lot more obvious too, and whether that was a factor in them being a yeah. bit more up and about at, at halftime than we were, despite the Did fact you see that, the crowd size? Oh, I didn't see the number. What yeah, was it? Yeah, so, well, Giants got a lot of shit for only getting 7,000-something or other to um, met, uh, uh, Giants when they played the, uh, to Giants the Stadium, the Beanstalk, yeah. when they played the Gold Coast. Yeah, 7,831 to a North Melbourne home game in Hobart. Yeah, well... Uh, Eat a dick. Sorry. That's fuck all. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, please. Fuck them. Um, yeah. And it, it, we, Cheese and I were talking about this. I think the only, unfortunately for the boys, and, you know, we're going to build, the stalk will, you know, build up, become a bit of a cauldron over time. It's a lovely little boutique yeah. theatre, boutique stadium. But at the moment, as a Giants fan watching on TV, it's sometimes quite difficult, particularly if you're watching on Seven Mate with the shit uh, sort of reception. To, to tell whether we've kicked the goal or not because you <laughs> yeah. get zero crowd reaction and I'm legitimately waiting for the umpire yeah, to, to wave the flags. <laughs> so particularly in that second quarter, there was a few times I was like, was that a goal? Like, I couldn't Yeah, fr- yeah, 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 yeah. Except when Kelly kicked that perfect lace out. I know. One he from is, the sideline. He can do no God wrong. almighty, he is a footballer. He is fabulous. Like, so much time. He's not a big unit. Uh, he's a fabulous unit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then... What do you think of Lids today? Lids didn't do too much wrong, did he? No. Um, I mean, if he, older, if he stays ahead. He's only 31 or 32, which to me is not that old. Yeah. But if he stays uncrocked, he's... I mean, I don't, he's not that wise, because when he was playing for Richmond, all they were doing was losing finals or losing unlosable games. But mm. he can play football. He's got undeniably elite skills that always seem to be reliable. He rarely makes bad decisions um, and rarely appears flustered. So I think, I mean, he's really, really useful. Mm as it's just coming off the interchange or being a high half forward. And I feel better when he's in the team. Yeah. If, you know, I imagine most of the people in the team would, oh, yeah, Brett Delidio, he's a gun. Yeah. I'm glad and he's it, playing. And it, it, it would change how oppositions have to match up and how oh. they, they approach playing the Giants, I'm sure. He's got a bit of an aura about him. I still think he hasn't really... I've not seen him put in a dominant performance. and I No, nope. um, I don't Giants know that he will now. Yeah, I think... Um, I don't know that if his if his baby calves are going to let him, but uh, <laughs> baby cows, I should say. Sorry, got my, baby cows. Got, yeah, my, got my anatomy mixed up. Bardo and I also Bardo had a few um, kind of thoughts on Phil Davis today. Thought I might just uh, draw that Canberra to the, boy. To yeah. the recording. Well, what did you think? Needs? I think I thought he was a little. Um, I just thought he didn't. He looked uncomfortable, or he just looked a bit slow or reactive, or. You know, I, I didn't feel that he was his usual intimidating key backman self today, until maybe late in the fourth quarter. But then everyone was playing better in the fourth quarter. It seemed like. I reckon. I reckon you're bang on. Well, no, I think he. It was mainly because he was under more pressure, and that was only because Nick Haynes wasn't in the team. Okay, so if Haynes. Got, if you've got Haynes, the, yeah, running across in front of you would and taking every single mark. Desi, the no, Haynes train. I don't the think real Haynes train. Phil Davis would have stayed on Ben Brown, but Phil Davis could have stayed behind Ben Brown all the time, knowing Haynes would be in front, yeah, taking yeah. the mark and chopping it off. Yeah, okay. Stein's got a good Thanks. punch, but but so Davis was Stein's is working up to that role. Yeah, and and Haynes has to uh, st- Davis was having to look after Stein and all that sort of stuff as well. And Ben Brown's a decent footballer. Yeah, uh, fair um, enough. That that's probably the thing. But yeah, I I can't fault Phil Davis's general fullbacking. He's been pretty fucking good. Yeah, for no, the last look, year and a half. Remember when he Especially, up, buddy? He's only got one kidney. That's right. 
I, in fact, I was what working at the hospital where kidney numero dos was, uh, you know, removed, laid, laid to rest. <laughs> was there? Is there a story behind it? Any gossip? Uh, that's privileged information, mate. I'm sorry, I can't tell you. Can't tell you. <laughs> Can you? Why don't we? Is there? Let's just say you were playing. A friend of yours was at a hospital on the others in another country <laughs> where a really famous footballer came in because they were losing a kidney. What would have happened? Sorry, what you lost me. <laughs> What's the scenario? <laughs> if, if just say you've got a friend in another country, he wants you and, to talk in riddles. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, I. Re- all I know is that it happened at the hospital that I once worked at. That's literally uh, my only connection still, to... Would, that's the closest I've ever come to Phil Davis. That's, that's Never Surrender's first scoop. Yeah, scoop it up. Fucking A. Um, yeah, okay. Well, then we'll, we'll take that one. That's a, I don't reckon it was a, a 10 out of 10. I think a, sort of a 7.5, 8. Yeah. You, 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 to win away is good. They, they weren't particularly strong opposition. He sure gets a win over Reese. Yeah. Job done, have oh. a rest. Can I just raise one other little thing I was a bit puzzled by? Late in the second quarter, there was a bit of a push and shove going on. I think so. One of I think it might have been Toby got a free kick and kicked a goal, but then Finlayson pushed over one of the uh, yeah ca- um, Kangaroos players and then made like a show me the money type gesture at him, like the old rub your thumb on your fingers in the manner of you know I'm playing with money type gesture. Did anyone else see that? What was that all about? Did I not, didn't understand it. Did not see it. Yeah. Oh, I missed that one. The dorsal. Yeah. The dorsal just... I felt like it was probably some quite good banter. He was rubbing in the nose of right. whichever kangaroo it was who was on the ground. But... He's cock-a-hoop after a new contract or something. I don't know. It, yeah. I saw him push him on the ground. I thought he was going to give away, you know... No, I know. Yeah, when he was going to reverse the free. Canelio went back and kicked the goal because that's what Canelio yeah. does when we're under pressure. Oh, it's Canelio. That's for right. Us. Not Toby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Canelio's... Jesus, he's a weapon. Like yeah. he, in the second half, in the second quarter, I thought he was the guy that was keeping us in it after a fashion. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, then that's the second quarter. We'll see everyone in a fortnight uh, for Essendon on Thursday night, which will be, I think, our only th- uh, Thursday night game. Well, it'll be the last Thursday night game. Bardo, your pen. I love it. Um, Sorry, I'm a nervous. I'm a nervous. <laughs> a nervous. Pod- tick. I'm a nervous caster. <laughs> Turns out I'm not quite the bottom of the corner. In lieu of um, a review of the next game, I just want to talk about Jack Steinstein. Who the fuck? Steinstein. Who is he? Like, that is a decent goddamn debut to make after not having played the game ever, only for the last five years and being in the, in the decathlon at the Commonwealth Games in 2014 in Glasgow. Like, that's a, he, he was unflustered and didn't, I see, didn't make a mistake. Do you, know, do you know what it made me think of, uh, Needles? It's how good would we have been at footy if we came to the game much later? Well, actually... That, that's probably what held me back in my career was I came to the game too early. Well, this is the thing. And so this is... I mean, we can go back to Steinstein a little bit, but this is the question that I was doing a bit of thinking about. Does it... Is it... What his success means? Is Aussie rules actually an easy game to play? Right? Like... There's so much crossover. Mason Cox, the American yep. basketballer. I mean, Pendles, I only ever hear every week that um, Pendlebury played basketball. Izzy Falau was Dean Brogan. Okay. Carmichael Hunt, Kieran Jack played rugby league. Carmichael. Lick Savs was a friggin... Hurdler. Um, steeplechase. Yeah, a steeplechase merchant. Every Irish sporting player of Gaelic football and hurling yep. 
the amount of women crossing over into AFLW successfully from other sports like soccer and netball, basketball and rugby, but it's not the other way. No. I don't see people going across the other way. Is, is Aussie rules easy to play? Uh, I, mean, I look, think it's, look easy, at, it's, it's easy to be... Look at all of us. Coca, like Cheese was yeah. rugby and was a, you know, excellent... Uh, well, in, but even still, we all were able to pick up the game coming from other sports. I think it's. I think, I think it's, it's easier to reward be, athleticism. Yeah, it rewards athleticism, but to be truly elite, I think you have to have developed a game sense that you need over a longer period of time. Yeah, but but I mean, not everyone is a truly elite footballer, and there are no, a lot of people who aren't you, elite. So Steinstein, a lot of these guys that, as you would say, need all a Johnny come lately. They often look like athletes playing the game of age. Even though he was literally an I athlete today, he looked remarkably like a footballer. Like he'd uh, kick, kick the TW Sheridan, yeah. Other than that first so, kick. And that profile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the next yeah, one, he had, he had a one kick, it was all his, but he decided to give a handball <laughs> just as he was working back his confidence. Details, needles, details. But not a bad effort. Joined as a Category B rookie at the end of 2016, won the Needful Development Award, 195 centimetres tall, straight out of Penrith. Like, it's a... True squinter. Grew up playing soccer. Idolised Harry Kuehl and Michael Clark as a kid before deciding to focus on athletics. Actually, here's a crossover. Alex Carey, he was a giant and is now Never Surrenders um, wicketkeeper at the Australian Aussie, in the Australian team at the World Cup. Yeah, you've just, just, you've just, just proved your own point. Yeah, bugger, <laughs> fuck me and my memory. Um, but it's like, he was, rugby league clubs were apparently also courting this bloke. Is there a connection between our friends Steen Stein and SUNAFC to draw a long bow? Bartman? Was it? I believe there is. Yeah. Yes. What is it? The, uh, Michael Hartley, now Essendon listed player. Essendon fullback. F- f- you know, pulled into Essendon during the, uh, I think 2016 season. Uh, the Danks I, I era. I believe, were they either friends as kids or, or schoolmates? And um, some of us, I played briefly with Hartley and yeah so uh, two degrees of separation from uh, old Steenie getting getting back to the students that's right well that's right when when he's uh, un- you know three years down the track if if things aren't going well in Giantstown we'll give him a call yeah Steinstein's gone from never having played Aussie rules to played AFL yeah. in three years fair play I wonder what he's going to do in the next three years really yeah, well, once Nick Haynes come back in, it's straight back to the fucking twos. But yeah, is he any good at cricket? Who knows? Well, actually, well, there's another one. Um, what's his what name? else is he? Yeah, these multi-talented T. people. What are they? He, what else is he good at? Ten events, evidently. Uh, golf. Everyone even everyone seems to be good at golf. <laughs> um, Alex Keefe. That he he was a cricket player. He had a Melbourne uh, a new Victorian contract, and he plays for Adelaide. Wasn't there a basketballer recently that just got signed? A guy who played for the Boomers and for the Sydney Kings, and he's just now signed, I assume, a similar Category B rookie type contract with a Melbourne club. I've missed that headline. Or am I making that up? Well, I mean, it's there's been about fifteen American basketballers who have done it, but you're talking about an Australian basketball. Yeah, an Australian basketball. A Dean Brogan type. Yeah, except yeah, right. with a less impressive haircut and jawline. Did he sign for the Giants? Oh, no, not the Giants. I think not interested. Don't care. Okay, sorry. Yeah. No, don't apologise, but, you know, we've got to, we've got to talk to our listener. Yeah. 
You know your market. Sorry, squinters. <laughs> um, Righto, well, thanks very much, Jake Steinstein. Hopefully you'll, get to, hopefully you'll get to play one more game and then Nick Haynes will be back, but you've, you've given yourself every chance. That was a very, very good... Well, actually, I suppose if it was between him and Matt Bunting, Bunting had a good game as well, but... Yeah, Bunting had an uncharacteristically good game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For mine. Mis- Mistake-free. Yeah. The bunt man. Uh, well, he gave away one free. Yeah. I mean, I've got a thing for um, Sam Reed because he's diabetic and I'm diabetic, therefore I could have uh, been here. Needle brothers. Needles. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but he, he, never seems to, he never seems to do too much, but Leon Cameron obviously loves him because well, he's always... I thought picked... he played well today. Well, yeah, okay. But my sort of thing is, um, you know, Kelly seems to have so much time. Sam Reed never has time. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. But yep. I thought I mean I thought Bunting was pretty strong. I thought he floated in in front of a couple and he kept um a couple of their good half forwards pretty quiet. Yeah. He hey, captained um, Nifle last week. Oh, so oh straight back in. That's yeah, quite good. Kick three goals. What did, uh Needles, what did you think about DeBoer's job on uh the unfortunately named Ben Cunnington? <laughs> well, the I will the commentary team were t- <laughs> all Australian, weren't they? Touting. Oh, sorry, well played. Yeah, I was. Be- yeah, they were talking about an all Australian, but who would he knock out? And then someone said, "Well, Cameron Ling got in for being Mister Negative." Um, De Boer's beaten everyone, mate. He'd knock out one of the blokes he's tagged into the ground in the last seven weeks, surely. Yeah, yeah you'd have and to also say so. he had it, more possessions than Cunnington took to half time. So and he didn't pinch anyone to you know, achieve it. He's done it a few times. He's kicked some important goals. He's kicked some important goals this year as well. Yeah, he kicked one today. Yeah, he's in the leadership group. It's been an amazing rejuvenation of a career. Uh, And, well, at this stage, we're more than halfway through the season. If there's a tagger that gets picked, it's him. Agree. Does he ever get omitted in the event that there isn't a noteworthy player to tag? No. No, he goes and plays a forward, doesn't he? Or he just goes and picks whoever the person is who's the best and shuts them down. Right. He'll, he'll shut down a, a defender. Who would he go to in Essendon then? Dylan Shield or is he too fast and can't kick straight enough so don't worry? He, would he go to the, what's his face? The captain. Dyson. Dyson, yeah, Heppel. The whole team's going to be going to Dylan Shield. The, the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> well, we stuffed them last time. All right, okay. Well, that's, that's enough about Steinstein and Aussie rules being easy or not. Uh, this is the final quarter. Play on at all costs, right? Open forum. We can talk about whatever you want and whatever I want to talk about, which is what happened in rural Victoria. But, man, you're all set to come on. And then it ended in a few drunken texts. There was a Giants punch-on or something in the lounge room. Can you just give us no names? Can you just give the listeners a bit of a, a broad outline of what happened? Because Coco and I are interested. Oh, so, look, I won't use names, but Cheezo was there. <laughs> so he, <laughs> he knows as much as I do. And Fox is there. So you can oh. verify it. It's not yeah, just yeah, what he's yeah. saying. It's two witnesses, an That's eyewitness. Right. Oh, look, you know, it would, it'd been a long day. Do you want me to read your messages? <laughs> yeah, maybe refresh my memory. Yeah, right. Um, Squinters in a sanctum. Go back. They needed it more than... Yeah, okay. My takeaway is, one, don't really care we lost. We played well enough in patches. Two, big game for them. Three, less so for us. We'll be okay. They needed it more than us, and it showed. You were obviously on a bit of a roll. So a lack of ruthlessness is a trait we need to fix. But I'm not despondent. 
Nice big word for drunkenness about how we played or how we went about it. <laughs> Eddie Betts is a hero and Tex is a flog who played about himself. Himself, spelled H-I-S-S-E-L-F. That's Jez how you spell it. <laughs> Jezza was good, quiet <laughs> night from Himmelberg. My boy, uh, Hayne, continues to display all Australian features before he went off with a broken foot. Jimmy Fitz and F. Fox almost coming to blows. Bloodsheed, so I'd have to go. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> I think we were just we were just uh, relaxing after a a, uh, a giant um, cheese and fruit platter after a big day on on the Terps and uh, as as can often happen with you know good friends when you mix those ingredients there could just be a bit of playful rough and tumble uh, <laughs> which just de- devolves into one bloke's homosexual. Tooth. Yeah, well, there's a bit of homoeroticism. Homoeroticism, there, not sexuality. Next yeah. minute, there's a you know, there's a bit of blood. Uh, <laughs> shirts are off, shirts are ripped. Girlfriends are sequestering boyfriends into opposite corners of the room. You People know. aren't having fun anymore. Doctor Bardo's got a scalpel. Yeah, no, well, I was I was trying to get the the kitchen knife out of out of, <laughs> of Fitzy's hands. So he wanted to slice scalpel. off a little bit of extra skin from, yeah. No Imagine. names, obviously. This is some other rat. This is, this, no, Fitzy, Fitzy's someone a completely... You wouldn't know his real name from his nickname. No, no, no. Fitzy, he's called Fitzy because he looks like Fitzy from Fitzy and Whipper. Yeah, good save. <laughs> anyway, it was all fine in the end. Back Straight back into the pool, then into the sauna, then back in the pool, back in the sauna. You know, all Speaking good. Speaking yeah, that's, of... That's one way to build bridges and mend fences. Absolutely. Right, okay. So it... it it actually was more serious than you made it sound on no, the message. Oh, no, board. sorry. It wasn't, it, I, I now feel like I've made it sound more serious than it was. It wasn't serious at it's all. It's kind of good. We, we don't do underwhelming or we don't underplay stories on the Squinners, oh, right? Okay. Everything is hyperbole and over, overblown. Well, look, put it this way. There was blood, there were knives, and there was, <laughs> there was a gimp mask made out of a white turtleneck. <laughs> but Jimmy wouldn't have missed a week. Yeah. No, that's right. Well, maybe he would have in this hyper-vigilant age we live in these days, but, uh, you know. The, the testosterone needles derived from watching the Myrtleford Saints play the Wangaratta Magpies down at the local footy oval. Yeah, uh, at Wang. In the, oh, Murray, were you Wang? in the Murray and Oven League. Yeah, got, so at Myrtleford who, we were. So who got the double? The Wang were the, uh, the, the Saints got up. Yeah, yeah, Murderford Saints, the Alpine Saints. Do, do we fucking hate Wang? Uh, yeah. No, I felt... Stevie J played for the I Wang. I felt a bit sorry for the Wang, actually. Well, they got smashed. Well, they're the Magpies. There's also the Wangaratta Rovers, and I think, I don't know, maybe we hate them. We yeah. hate them. Yeah, we hate them. Fair enough. Well, at least we, as long as we I hate, can't hate as long the as, Magpies. As long as the Squinners hate someone in the Ovens of Murray League. Yeah, yeah, I think if we're going to hate <laughs> anyone, it would be the Wangaratta Rovers. Or... We obviously can't hate um, Yarrawonga because that's who Fev played for. Slash still plays for it. So here's a really interesting segue. Bardo, uh, Bartman, you're obviously super nervous because you're always clicking the pen, just talking to people, even oh, still. Yeah. Put the fucking thing down. I put it down. Nick Haynes, the, Nick Haynes article that he wrote in Player's Voice about the panic attack. What did you think about that? Uh, yeah, I thought it was very, quite interesting. Um, it's not and unexpected, you know. Didn't expect that to be... Uh, an issue that he's had to deal with. Mm. Uh, certainly. So it was, un- was unexpected. Yeah, for yeah. me. 
Um, he does, certainly doesn't look like that when he's on the field. <laughs> he does not. No. Bunting, yes. Haynes, no. Not a bad effort to come in because your people don't and mind talking. what talk- a skimboarder. Yeah, some of his vids. People don't mind talking about injuries and stuff, but if you talk about head stuff, there's an immediate or or, or used to be certainly um, association. You know, there's something wrong in your head, therefore you're mentally weak, therefore you're a problem. Yeah, well, I, this is a bit of a soapbox for me because I do think there's such there's such focus and scrutiny on breaking down the stigma of, around mental health today that. I'm not convinced that there's much of a stigma left because there's about 15 different organisations whose sole, you know, reason for being is to break that stigma down. So I think it's good. He's he feels comfortable about talking about stuff like that. I mean, obviously at the time he talks about, you know, being a kid and having these issues, but mm. I think it's good he's able to talk about it now. I, th- I think it's probably more common than, um, you know, we all we all realise. Chizo, and as a as a throwback to. Uh... One of our fallen squinter comrades, Tom Boyd. Yeah. He was obviously also uh, very public in his, uh, I guess, openness with his with mental health. Um, so I think it's great that Haynes uh, can talk about that so openly so that, I guess, young men like himself know that it's okay to talk. Back in the day, and probably not that long ago, the only, your option would have been you keep playing and drink alcohol. Yeah. You know, mm. that would have been your first... You, you deal with it by Get drinking. Get to the flodge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, I mean, I don't, it, it shouldn't be brave. It should just be interesting and we should appreciate it. But it was brave of him to write fairly kind of in-depth about how hard he was finding it. Um, and it was a fascinating read. So thanks very much, Nick Haynes. Look after yourself and see you again. Hopefully you can get back on the field very shortly. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing the documentary that he's going to be doing about uh, Inside the Giants and it's coming out next year. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be the best. It should be good. All right, well, that's it, I reckon. That's the fourth quarter done. We probably, you know, quick and tight, 40 minutes. Uh, there's nothing much to say sort of down in the rooms. Oh, we did get sent an email to our uh, fan mail yes. site, which is never never surrender pod at gmail.com. Please read. Problem was, it was, yeah, no, it was from Dunsey, nah. uh, who's, who's one of the squinners, and he said that was great about the first pod with Coco. So it really doesn't count. But if anyone has any questions or comments to make you'd like us to discuss, never surrender pod at Gmail. We're going to put this live on iTunes and start telling people about it because this, I think, uh, pen clicking at all is an, excellent, clicking. is an excellent second episode. One thing that I did want, and this is for all members of the Squinters, is I think it could be, even though we're halfway through the season, it might be useful to do some season predictions. And so I'm going to send out an email. I'm going to ask everyone's minor premier predictions, final four, Grand final winners, Coleman, Brownlow, and the biggest thing that's going to happen in the next 15 weeks. And then we'll send, send it to us, send it back um, incognito or don't share it with anyone and we'll see who's the closest and who's the least accurate and who said the stupidest thing at the end of the season. The Jeremy Coleman a medal. Of, a little bit of thinking time. Yeah, so what? He's on 41 or 40 now. What's Harry Himmelberg on? Uh, kick one. He wasn't as much as Finlayson two weeks ago. Oh, Finlayson, that's right. Yeah. Finlayson for Coleman. We had two in the top twenty, uh, two in the top ten, and and Himmelberg was around about fifteen. Finlayson was like twenty four, so he's probably twenty five now, because I'm not sure he kicked any against Adelaide. Dorsal just circling around. Yeah. All right. So I trust that's um that's the Giants' appetite satisfied for another week. We're looking forward to catching us all in a fortnight. Where the Squinners, 
and we never surrender. Gentlemen? Never surrender. Never fucking surrender. Never surrender. <laughs> <laughs>